Hey, welcome to the 1826 podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the leader of the 1826 young adult community here at Faith Chapel. I just want to let you know really quickly, we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in our church lobby. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram at 1826FC so you can kind of get a feel for what we're about. Without any further ado, let's dive into the message. series called conspiracy obviously and i know we're not like talking about like conspiracies in life which would be really fun but like we won't go there we're talking through like answering life's tough questions and the questions that we ask ourselves throughout life and like throughout our situations so this week i'm speaking on um like i'm just gonna touch on how do we know that god cares about us and And I feel like that's a question that you'll ask one day in your life if you haven't yet, or even if you don't know Jesus, but you're curious about him. It's something that you ask, like, how do you, how do I know, like, that this God in the sky cares about me? Like, how would I know that? And so I'm going to touch a bit on that. But before I get started, I just want to say that I if you don't know, God cares about you, like plain and simple. And if you leave here tonight not learning anything else, I want you to remember that because sometimes we just need a reminder. And sometimes I literally find myself praying like, remind me about your faithfulness. Remind me of the things you brought me through. Remind me that you care about me because sometimes I forget and you just walk through your daily life and you go about your everyday routine, not thinking eternally, but thinking just like you're walking through life. Um, And the Bible says that, like, I don't think the Bible says this. No, does the Bible say that God knows every hair on our head? Does it say that? Okay, it does. I need clarification because I don't want to say something that's false. Anyway, he knows every hair on your head and every tear that you've cried and every prayer that you've prayed. And God cares about you. So plain and simple, that's just what I wanted to say before I get started. So how do we know that God cares? Tonight, I'm going to touch like a bit on suffering, like which we kind of talked a little bit about last week. And I know in our group, the girls group last week that we talked about, we talked a lot about like the, in the world, what suffering looks like. Um, and I'm kind of going to speak about that, but more so on like God's response to our suffering and God's response um, in the midst of when we suffer and when we're in pain. And how he shows us that he cares. So scripture is filled with stories of people who suffered in many ways. Like go throughout any book of the Bible and you can find suffering and pain and trial. Um, And actually in Isaiah 53, Isaiah predicted like 700 years before that the Messiah would come and he would suffer on our behalf. And so suffering is not lost on Jesus. It's not something that we look like we suffer on our own and we're like God has no idea you know what I've been through Jesus has no idea what I'm going through he does like he came to earth he experienced loss he walked through rejection and betrayal and heartache and he had emotion and feelings just as we all do Um, and I think that's a good it almost like weirdly gives me like assurance and comfort knowing that like Jesus knows those feelings that I feel as well. Um, So the Bible gives us really good insight when it comes to suffering, but more importantly, when it comes to God's response to us when we suffer. So Peter is one of Jesus' 12 disciples, and I'm just going to read one passage in 1 Peter. 
that stuck out to me, and I'm just going to pull like a couple of things from that, and then we'll be on our way. But it's 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12, and it just says, don't see, don't be, this is basically my paraphrase. Don't be surprised at what you're going through and what's to come that will test you, as though it's something strange. Like, don't be surprised by it, because it's going to come. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. So rejoice in as much as you suffer. Like, both of those things are going to happen. So that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. So something that really sticks out to me basically is where I want to go tonight is like in that passage, it just says God rests on you. And what I took out of that was, i.e. in the middle of suffering, God's caring spirit falls upon me and he cares about me in the middle of those moments that are hard in the middle of the trials in the middle of suffering. God's spirit rests on me. So Peter reveals in this passage like three types of suffering, and I'm just going to walk through those quickly. So three types of suffering would be like consequences. Bad decisions have bad results. Has anyone ever made a bad decision? Literally all of you should be raising your hand. Well, I mean, maybe not all of you, but let's be real. So I literally can't even count to the number in my head of how many bad decisions I've made in my life because I just am human and I sin, and it is what it is. But I've made lots of bad choices that have ended up in bad results. And a lot of the times, you make the bad decision, and it doesn't have um, the consequences right away, but you see it later in your life. And then there, with that comes regret. So three types of suffering would be consequences. Number two is persecution. Good decisions may have tough results. So. You might be persecuted for your faith, and the Bible talks a lot about that. Persecuted in religion, the Bible talks a lot about that. Sometimes to get to where God wants us to get, we must endure and go through hard things and obey what he wants us to do. And in our life and just in conversation and just in relationships, I find that we try so hard to avoid pain in our life that we avoid making the right choices. So... We're avoiding the pain. Like, I've done this so many times where I'm like, okay, I really want to avoid, I know that's the right thing, but if I go that route, it's gonna cause me pain. So I'll just stick to this and suffer and like, I'll be okay. And then I get down the road and I'm like, ooh, yeah. Rip, rip to that. Like, I should have walked down that route because I knew it was right and I waited too long. And then um, I also find that we sometimes choose to re not re reject God's um, guidance because we value basically how we feel more than we value God's plan for us. So like my feelings right now matter more than actually what God has in store for me. But in reality, like that should always be our priority. So one is consequences, two is persecution, and then three is circumstances. Sometimes like, you know, life just happens. Like it's reality and you just, things happen. But a lot of times other people's choices affect us. So we live in like a really broken world. And if you don't need to look far to understand that the world is in despair right now. Like, probably worse than I've ever seen it. I never thought 2020 would end up like this. Like, literally, I was in the grocery store yesterday, I think, 
And it just like hit me, like everyone just walking around with masks and it's like so normal. Do you ever have those moments like, wow, we're all just like casually doing this now. And I'm like, I don't think this is ever gonna change, unfortunately. But like, it's just so normal. Like you stand six feet apart until you get into the register and like, it's just so bizarre. Like that was so bizarre to me. But like six months ago, we were all like living so normally. I'm just like, circumstances affect it, but you walk through it anyway. And I found that your faith becomes real when you're willing to go to places that you've been avoiding like, your whole life. And that was me when I decided to accept Jesus into my life when I was 18. I knew it basically my whole life because I grew up in church as a pastor's kid. And I understood it, but I avoided it because I didn't want, like Joe spoke last week, I didn't want to change my life. I didn't want to change my lifestyle. And um, I just found a quote from someone, and I just love what it said. It said, everything can look like failure when you're in the middle. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Like, you're in the middle of something, and you don't see the end of the tunnel. So you get discouraged, and you, honestly, it's discouraging and disheartening. But there is the end of the tunnel. And so often, we wonder why God doesn't care, but God is actually wondering why we're not just listening. Like, God cares, but we don't listen for him and so anyway and I find that a lot of the times we ask God to free us from like consequences or our actions and instead we should just be asking God to help us make better decisions and sometimes I have to sit back and consider like maybe you can right now consider some of the moments in your life what were they like what happened how did you get through it was it painful? Like, did you see God faithful at the end? Did you see God in the middle of it? Have you seen God care for you throughout that time? So as I was writing this yesterday, I was just finishing it up. And I've been going through something for like the five, last five weeks that really, in reality, is like not that big of a deal. But like to me, it's a big deal. And if it's a big deal to me, then it's a big deal to God. And so I literally just thought, like, why don't I just ask God for help? Like, it's literally been five weeks I've been, like, not suffering, but, like, dealing with this situation for five weeks. And it took me five weeks to just ask God for help because God cares. Like, why did it take me five weeks? Like, it was, like, the smallest, little, simplest thing, but I know God cares. I know that he cares about that situation. Whether it seems really minuscule and tiny, he still cares about it. And in the Bible, there's just two verses I wanted to read. 1 Peter 5, 7, just pour out all of your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. So pour out your stress, pour out your worries on him and leave it there. Don't pick it back up. I find that I always pick problems back up. Like I have a hard time letting go of things. When I place it at the altar, you need to leave it at the altar, not pick it back up because then you're just re-running through things you've already let go of. And then Psalms 34 or 37.4 is just take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Like simple but profound. Like take delight. Like love the Lord and he'll give you everything that you desire. And 
I have so many desires, and all of you have so many desires and dreams and things that you want to accomplish in your life. And they might seem minuscule and small, but God cares about you. God cares about those desires. He placed those desires in your heart. So God came, Jesus came to us. He lived for us. He suffered for us. He died on the cross for us. He rose from the dead. He hears our prayers. He understands. He comes to our aid. He cries when we cry, and he laughs when we laugh. Like, Jesus is there like a friend. And if anything, like everything I just said for the last like five minutes, if there's anything, honestly, if I was if I was just sitting here with me and Jesus and he said, how do you know that I care about you? My first and honest response would be like, yes, all of the other things I said, but most importantly, I know that Jesus cares for me because I've seen him be faithful time and time again. So that's like where I wanted to focus on tonight and what I want you guys to go into your groups talking about is like God's faithfulness. Like how has he shown you that he's cared about you? What has he brought you through? What has he placed in your life um, and and showed how he cared for you? Because for me, it's like time and time again, every season I walk through, God's always been faithful to me. And I know that. And I know that because he cares about me. And so that's almost like an answered promise, like consistently answering my promises or the promises that he's made to me. So like maybe it's like God walked me through this situation. God walked me through addiction. God walked me through this, through that. I know he's been faithful to me and he will continue to be faithful to you. So the last part of 1 Peter, I just want to read because I just thought it was like so good. Um, he says, so if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride and trust him. He knows what he's doing and he'll keep on doing it. The glory is around the corner. And I just love that. And I'm kind of going to end there, but if anything, I just want to encourage you, like live in remembrance of what he's done for you. And you'll see how much he cares for you if you're still unsure about that. Like, live in remembrance. Ask God to remind you of how faithful he's been to you in each situation that you've been through, in each trial that you've walked through, whatever that looks like for you. Everyone's going to be unique and everyone's going to be different. But live in remembrance. Ask God to remind you of those things. Because when we sit in that posture with Jesus we view our perspective is totally different. Your posture, your heart, the posture of your heart is totally different towards other people. You live in constant, like, stage of gratitude. And that's what makes us Christ-like. So I have a couple questions you guys can go through in your groups. But I basically just wanted to, like, encourage you. Um, it wasn't some like deep theological talk. That's not how it worked. But that God cares about you. And if you needed that reminder, that's why you came tonight. And hopefully in your groups, you're able to have conversations about God being faithful. Because it's encouraging, not to you, but it's encouraging to other people when you have conversations like that. So I'm just going to pray this out and then we can um, spread out or whatever you guys want to do. Father, I just thank you for these few moments that we get to be together um, under your word and in your house. And I just pray, God, that you would be in each um, conversation, Lord, that your um, presence would be there, Lord, that you would remind people of who you are, um, those that needed to be reminded that you care for them, that you care for their situation, Lord. May they walk out of these doors um, encouraged and knowing that you love them, Father. So I just pray that you would be with us as we chat and as we um, come together in your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I want to let you know that we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're free to join us. We'd love to meet you. We meet on campus at our home church, Faith Chapel San Diego. You can look us up online. You can follow us on Instagram at 1826 for more info. We hope to see you soon.